I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quartz 96 FM and C103. The Arts House. Welcome back to The Arts House. This week sees Corkadorka present their annual show where they profile and platform work that's in progress, some of which may have come through their TDC, that's Theatre and Development, over the year. So this week online on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, you can see the work of a number of new playwrights and performers. Just find Corkadorka on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And one of them is Irene Kelleher. And the last time I met Irene, she was able to come over to the kitchen. We just chat about so many things like the publication of her play, Mary and Me, the wild success of Gone Full Havisham, the establishment of Mighty Oak Productions, and that was all ahead of her latest play, The Misfit Anthology, which is now the next broadcast this week in the Everman Theatre's Play It By Ear section. Now, lockdown brought isolation to many, but for Irene, it was isolation multiplied because while researching and writing her newest play, Safe Passage, she went into lockdown in a lighthouse, as she explained to Elmarie. Yeah, that is where I began lockdown in a lighthouse, which I suppose is quite unusual. Uh, Like you were saying, the last time we met was lovely in person over at Coppa, but it was a really, really busy year last year. And I had my my three plays on. Mary and Me was finishing up its tour. Gone Full Havisham was on. And then The Mystery of Mythology was open in October. And it was continuing to be busy going into 2020 Mm -hmm. because I had Gone Full Havisham did three weeks in Beulies, which was great. And then we, we were kind of touring it sporadically around the country in February. But I knew I had time off in March. And I was meant to be on tour with Havisham. <laughs> I'm laughing now, even thinking about it, from April to November of this wow. year. And mixed with, I was performing in another show as well. So I knew that that time was going to be really, really busy. And I was even kind of exhausted before it even started. Because mm. I think you've seen Havisham and you know how much. Oh my gosh, it's intense. And how yeah. it's intense and exhausting it is. But I knew I had time off in March. And I knew that the next play was about a lighthouse and a lighthouse keeper and set in a lighthouse and I looked into writers retreats and I thought well if this play is set in a lighthouse and maybe even I might look into staging it in a lighthouse why don't I try and have my writers retreat in a lighthouse so I, I just contacted the Irish Landmark Trust and Irish Lights and I explained to them the situation I was a writer and I was looking for a residency and uh, I was really lucky I got one in Galleyhead lighthouse which is down in, in West Cork and I had been researching light keepers and lighthouses uh, for like the last year and one particular name kept cropping up was Gerald Butler who was the lighthouse keeper in Galley Head so I actually got to meet him when I was down there I felt like I was meeting a celebrity or something because I'd read so much about him but I had his book and everything so that's where I started off in lockdown. So it was very surreal being really isolated and being basically the edge of, edge of the world. But I have to say, as, as frightening, obviously, as this year has been and the pandemic, and I have people in my, my family 
that, you know, have compromised immune systems and are vulnerable and all of that. Mm. So I'm not taking away the fear for a second, but there was also a feeling of when everything stopped of relief just on a personal level, just because I, I don't think I'd have been able to keep going the way I was. I would have ended up sick, I think. So it was actually, it was a much needed break and just time to, I suppose, to reflect on um, what it is I, I want as a as a writer now, because obviously performance, you know, that's my background. I was doing it for a long time. But it really gave me time to think about what are the stories I want to tell and I suppose developing my, my craft as a writer. Because when I started with Mary and me, I mean, it was very much as a vehicle for performance. I was very frustrated with casting briefs for female actors that were all in relation to the male character, almost like an appendage to the male character. And I wanted to create something for myself and for other future female performers that would be, you know, a fully dimensional female character. So with that and Havisham, I suppose that was spurring on the writing. But the Misfit Mythology was the first one that I kind of really, I suppose I came at it from a, from a writing perspective mm. more than performance and the same is continuing now with the safe passage just the story and the characters and uh, obviously I'm, I'm still very much a performer and I, that's my first love but I just think this year because the performing couldn't happen that I was able to really kind of focus on writing and I think we all need downtime artists are the worst for pushing through and kind of going on until we collapse kind of a thing and I think it was important to just to have downtime as well and just to have time to reflect on the things we want to look at and the stories we want to tell. So I, I really enjoyed the first couple of months just having that time. And also it helped being in such a beautiful location in the lighthouse. And I became friends with the lighthouse keeper there, Gerald Butler. And, you know, he's read drafts of the plays and we've been in touch a lot, which is, which is great. That's wonderful. And yeah, you've seen some of the photos. Yeah, the, the, the landscape and everything. It was just, it was just Oh, beautiful. it was wild and windswept and interesting. Yeah. And But we also had beautiful weather and there was sunshine and like that. That's idyllic really is, is how you could look at it. But there was, I imagine, some stormy nights and some, some rocky. Oh, definitely. And they passages. were even better. Like, that's almost <laughs> what you want there yeah, because, you know, it, when yeah. you have to close the shutter. Yeah, and experience. Yeah. The elements and, and being there, obviously I knew I wanted to, it was set in a in a lighthouse, but being there made me think, God, what, what if this play could take place in a lighthouse? What would that be like? What would it be like for as an audience member to experience this? And that's what I started kind of really looking into. Then because I wrote the play while I was there, I, the play is called A Safe Passage. At the moment... That is also part of the Kirkadurka showcase for 2020, isn't it? So what has been working with Kirkadurka under that umbrella like for you in relation to this particular work? Because I suppose what it really is, is looking at off-site or site-specific work, isn't it? It's been great because I've done show before. I worked with uh, Kirkadurka on um, the first two Mary and me and Havisham as well. But it's very different this year because it's, as you said, about looking at doing theatre in a non-theatre setting, in a site-specific setting. And obviously, Kirk and Durka are the masters of that. So it's been fantastic. And we've worked, I've worked one-to-one with Pat on just how Dave Passage could take place site-specifically and 
I kind of went back. I really went back to thinking about, okay, if we were to stage it here, what would the audience experience? And, mm. and Pat was saying things like the elements are such uh, a thing because they helped me write the play. While I was there, I wrote draft one. And that the audience could experience that being outside the lighthouse, the lightkeeper's cottage, which is where the lightkeeper would live, and the lighthouse, because it's not just, obviously, the one building of the lighthouse, there's the surrounding areas as well, and the cottage is such an important part. So it's been great, and I'm really excited now to present, it's kind of like a work-in-progress presentation online it's going to be my own one's going to be on Wednesday and there's another one Thursday and there's five brilliant other artists involved as well there's Claire Monley Mint Productions Taste Newman's Productions and Emma Reed and Murmuration and it's opened up nationally this year so you know there's people from from all over the country involved that's right which is great. It's been really exciting hearing their ideas and, you know, one is set in a shopping centre, one is set in a bathtub. It's, it's, it's <laughs> been brilliant. <laughs> now, I'll give people the details of how they can check those out again when we're finished. But I suppose one of the other kind of more immediate productions as well then is, of course, the Misfit Anthology, which is the next play in the Play It By Ear series for the Everman. But also, it's not your first foray into presenting work as radio drama either. No, the first one was, was Mary and Me, yeah. which he produced last February, or she produced it as a radio play. And I've been really following Play It By Ear. It's a brilliant season of plays and a great way to enjoy theatre and from the comfort of your home as well so when Naomi asked me would I have anything for it I knew that the Misfit mythology would would actually really suit it and could adapt quite easily as a radio drama because there's quite a storytelling element to the play it's set in Ireland 1990 in the small town of Kilthomas and a part of that town is that it has quite a very dark secret and an ancient history. And throughout the play, the characters discover this, this story, this legend about the Witch of the Woods. So the audience and the characters are kind of catching up with the history of this place. So I knew it would transfer quite well and it's a two-hander so I'm I'm acting alongside Aina Hardwick who is a Cork actor he's his star is really on the rise he was in Normal People he played Rob in Normal People this year and uh, he was in the film with Jesse Eisenberg Vivarium and he's a big big rising star Uh, Killian Collins directed it and I've worked with Killian before and the great thing about working with Killian is that you know, as a writer, I need a direct to work with a director who kind of has their own vision as well, uh, because I'm so close to it. You know, when I as a writer, so Killian really has that. He he comes in with a very uh, distinct vision for it, which is great. And obviously, working with Cormac O'Connor, who I've worked with in the last three shows as well, and his sound design is just brilliant. It's like another character. And now for played by. Here we're developing it even more so the sound design is integral to it yes, now. Yes, it is. And it follows the story of Oshin and Gronya, who are two social misfits growing up in 1990 trying to survive their leaving search. And they are quite outcasts in the town but you get to meet all these other characters in the town as well. Some are larger than life. So it's been really, really fun exploring those orally as well and that, that's the way, like, we, the characters have to be so well defined that we we can hear them and just know instantly who they are. 
so good grace. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Irene, at this rate, you're going to need to book yourself into Galley Head again for another month. <laughs> <laughs> and literally not to because everything's come together this week oh, but you know I'll yes. probably be back writing now in December <laughs> and not take the laptop the next time and literally just no. take the time out it's hard though isn't it when you're kind of used to being a doing person it is hard to take that step back and still not be hit by the waves of inspiration but it's fantastic but I think writing is love like writing I, I do relax when I'm writing as well mm. you know I agree with you about the laptop just not have internet access and we actually didn't in Galleyhead so that was amazing it was just old school writing desk kind of stuff which is great <laughs> well, uh, listen, we're going to give people the details again now for the Everyman's Play It By Ear after this. But Irene, sure we could talk forever with the next. We the could. Next. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I'm delighted for you that Thanks. things are going so well. And really interesting to see an adaptation for a radio drama now of an existing work that is only recently fresh from the stage as it is. So that's brilliant. Irene, thanks a million. Thanks so much, Irene. Isn't she just one busy person? Irene Kelleher there. And the Misfit Anthology streams live from the Everyman on Thursday night. And you can find her work in progress, A Safe Passage, as well as the other plays from around the country for Kirkadurka's show 2020 by looking up Kirkadurka on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of their socials and find them. And show runs from Wednesday through to Friday this week.